Very elegant the outside. She's trying her hardest. It's a Dave and very elegant in a ripping finish. A Dave's lifting. He fends off very elegant and Dallas Ann. And a Dave goes back to back. The beast of Britain's done it. Welcome to Bet Doctor behind the curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got the punters punny here. DK fired up. Yeah, fired up, Scooty. Yeah, nothing like doing your ass to fire you up. Here <laughs> <laughs> we go, anyway. <laughs> Darcy's with us, Melbourne's Hello. finest. How are you, Darcy? Yes, good, good. Guys. How are you? And Nico's on the quick backup from Bendigo. Yeah, big show today. Big weekend coming up. Caulfield, Flemington Sunday, so plenty of angles for the punters at home. Yeah, and Randwick. It feels like we're in a bit of a time warp. The last three weeks, pretty much the same meetings. Mm, just, yeah, true. Just Especially with those at Bendigo on the Wednesdays, your joint. It does feel like a time warp yeah. at the moment, doesn't it? Especially with the uh, championships, Randwick. We've been at Caulfield for what feels like forever, so... Now it'll be good to get a bit of a different sort of uh, few meetings there on Sunday for sure. And I thought uh, from the subs, it was a pretty quiet week. You um, was... you dodged a lot of a lot of bets by the sounds of things for your subs uh, from your DK out wide set. But it sounds like you've had a bit of a horror yourself. Yeah, had a, yeah, yeah, a bit of, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's what they call variance, which sometimes I don't know if it's variance or. But a lot of those things, like a lot of those winners I had, there were things that loomed up to beat them. And other things, like the thing on Strathalbyn Sunday, well, the thing ran past it, mm. you know. And um, I've had a couple of others where yeah, something's, a bit of variance has kicked in. But um, you, a lot of those things, those winners, like Santiro, Don't Doubt Nick, a few of the others, oh, they jumped out at me. They just, said, they just jumped off the page. I was doing the form and said, I'm the winner of this race. Mm. You know, and I haven't had hardly any of that. So if I'm not betting... Like, if I don't feel that, I don't want to tip. And that's the best, isn't it? When you get that clarity and you go, oh, this is moral. Like, yeah. we just got to be on punters. Yeah. And then compared to when you're going through a race and you're trying to find something and searching through, like, when you got that supreme clarity at the start, that's when you want to be better. And there's also a pricing thing, Nico. Like, you do say something like that. So, oh, well, I like the, whatever the thing at Saturday at um, Kyneton was. Mm. But it was, they put it up, I thought it'd go up three to one. They went up five to four. So I'm saying, oh, I still like it and everything. The market's going to market look like it was going to change around. But then, so then, you know, like something, it's still got to be the right price, you know. Um, you can't just jump on, blindly jump on things. So there's been a bit of that. So I've been a bit quiet, but, um, just, you know, I want the best bets to count. I want people to back winners. So mm. if I don't feel it, I'm not sending it out. When we uh, when we like a horse in our little chat group, there's a couple of pro punters that sit in that one, and we call it horned up deluxe if we really like it. And then when you're seeing them like beach balls, we call it the eye of the storm. So if someone's in form, they're in the eye of the storm. So <laughs> I, I, I like what you're, what you're saying there, DK, because if you start to force it and start to have these bets, you get out of the eye of the storm, and you start to do things and you get yourself on the wrong leg. You can be absolutely on fire and then overbet and do things too much. You start to grow yourself up and you don't have to just keep pulling the trigger week in, week out. To have a break is one of the best things you can do. Yeah, spot on. And we've got, we're, um, some people, to, to, to the bane of a lot of people, we do have saturation racing. Yep. Got two meetings today, two meetings tomorrow, got two on Sunday, this and that. So there's no shortage of stuff to try and for races for me to look at, for things to jump out. But, um, you know, I want things, I want things savage in the line and, if we look at the post race on Don't Doubt Nick and Santiro, they're both run best of the day, yep. just about, you know, to savage the line, and they're the, they're the horses I want to find the punnets, you know. Anyway, so it's, uh, hopefully anyway, hopefully there's there's plenty of racing coming up. And uh, so a trainer that's uh, in the eye at the moment is uh, Nick Ryan. Muhammad Ayas was a good one that you found last week. It was great just to see it cruising to the line last week, Nico. It wasn't, a, wasn't an awfully pretty watch, not going to lie. I didn't, didn't think he was going to get there. I didn't think he was going to get there halfway I down thought the he straight. Was. Um, but, yeah, he got got the chockies there for us. What, $1.95, I think he got out there. So something for the punters. Snowy was all over it as well. So it was uh, easy to sort of back up the confidence when he was uh, getting the grouse mail too. Yeah, mm. then he had the second winner and he had the reckoning yesterday. Oh, and Airborne. Yeah. Absolutely airborne. Yeah, so good on him. For mm. not, he's not a big star. He might have, what, 30 or 40 maybe. 
So yeah. Made the move to Flemington uh, yeah. from his Caulfield base. And uh, Instant Celebrity was a bit disappointing. That was sort of our pin-up horse. And, gee, it was, it was flat as a tack, wasn't it? And the market was... There was alarm so, bells early there when it just started getting soft and soft. And then it was express late against those other mm. two, the Minhaj and Mundusiru. The market really found, found it. it. And I just... I went and had another look after the races. I've widened it drift. It's a, one thing I do. And I... Maybe that's just I don't know. I, Not I thought it might have been the yard. I thought it might have been from the yard, but the drift started before the yard parade yeah, would have come through. I couldn't work it out either, so I just ended up staying out once the drift started happening because yeah, it did uh, seem a bit smelly, didn't it? Didn't there was a few factors there that you just didn't want to be on once it really started to get out. And Montesira third up, Ma used to absolutely flying. Jai went over to ride it. Like there was so enough ticks there. Six there and Minhaj mm-hmm. as well. Even though it didn't go much good, they really liked it. It was a uh, it was a big day in Sydney. I declared Miami bound last week. I thought it was a really big run, but just quite not good enough. Had just its in, chance. It was there the, to win, but it was too far back and it just ran out of tickets. You swapped the sp- no, I wouldn't say that. I'd say you swap if Idle Realm of Flowers had the run Salino had mm. been drawn, been off the rail instead of being buried back on the fence in a staying race. Yeah. If they'd been Salino, been able to build on the turn like it did, like Ronnie Stewart did, and kick clear. I mean, it was the map that. Saw the result yeah, for yeah. me. If one of the, either of those two horses had the same run as Salino, they would have won the race. Mm, but yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, but I, uh, Chris Waller, someone said, Did you hear him talk about Ronnie Stewart? Because the owners were going, oh, to, oh, all these owners, Neil, whoever owns that horse, <laughs> said, oh, They're coming to me, who's this Ronnie Stewart bloke? He said, Anyone question who, who Ronnie Stewart is, you tell them to double their bet. That's how confident Waller was at that mm. thing winning. So, you know, he said that after the race, though, of course. Jeez, but, he's <laughs> knocked me off. I, you know, I've done some Queensland form in the past and. He's absolutely cruel me. I just can't catch him. I'm on the wrong side of him all the time. But I know looking through the punting form data in the last sort of six to 12 months, he can. Like, his strike rate is there, and he's like a profitable jockey to back. But, yeah, he's, just, he's hot and cold for me. Yeah, but some, a lot of those Brisbane riders can be like that. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, which, which, yeah absolutely. Brisbane riders. Mm. Um, something, well, let's let's get the replay up from the Queen Elizabeth. Let's uh, let's have a look at this early race move that Tom Marquin made. And it was, it's a tricky one. We've got different opinions here, but um, what Marquin did was he, he made a move early to get uh, Very Elegant in a pocket. And I know Very Elegant was pulling a little bit, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a great ride from Tom Marquin. He, he summed the race up really, really early and got the job done with J-Mac. He put him in a pocket and then made the, the move to push forward. And then J-Mac, he's got shuffled back and ended up third last on Very Elegant. I know the horse was pulling. We'll go on, DK. Say so it. You're about to burst. He's ready to fire up. Here he goes. Well, I think Mark won, won the race with his with his move early. The first thing I'll say, there is nothing uh, about a Royal Rumble about that race. Yeah. It was a dead set barrier trial. Mm. That's the first thing with a very excited race caller beefing it all up. Okay, apart from that, um, the tempo, obviously, a slow tempo is not going to suit very elegant because she can get on the chewy. Mark one did make the good move because he's on a strong one pacer. So he got he had the benefit of putting his oh slow tempo. I might as well put this this bloke, you know, strong horse, send it forward, which he can, and he got the double whammy of being able to get outside a, a um, J Mac then. But um, you know, your horse Dallas Ann, I mean, he was forty to one. He got beaten a length. Mm, good um, My so, one was good. But yeah, your yeah, horse. But, yeah, it was just a bunch finish. It was out out. What do they go? Seven links. Out seven links slow or something yeah, like they that. Went, they went real slow, like relative to the class and the sort of race it was. Once a day, it sort of missed a start. It was it kind of worked out perfect for a day, really. Like he he missed a start, but then he had like what you're talking about. He had the situation there where he can put J Mac in the pocket, got very elegant, completely over racing. Then Hugh kicked up underneath him on Mugger too. Like I don't know when I was looking at the race, I thought she just gets the best map in the race. Like it's going to just be so easy for her, and it turned out she got the worst. Mm, like yeah. she just got and. 
absolutely in a meat yeah. sandwich there halfway through the run, like just not where you want to be. And exactly, things happen can change when the barriers open. You know, we all that's that's the plan A and plan B, and we do our race maps and race. You think for the race shape, and as the race pans out, it suits some horses and doesn't suit others, and hence the results. Yeah, I had a good bet there, and as soon as we went sort of 400, I knew a dummy cash. Like mm. once a day it was sort of OSL, and she was back pulling. I was like, well, this yeah. is game over now. Like, Given how hard she goes, she can't lead, can she? She's not a a horse that can sit sit up front. No, especially with Waller training her, you know, she doesn't, you know. No, you don't want those, they don't want those, they they want those keen going horses. Well, she half saw daylight at the start and went to go, so I think Mm. she just needs cover, like we already know. And a bit bit more tempo. Um, It's an an interesting one, because I've been, I guess, Team J-Mac. I think J-Mac's the best rider in Australia, or I did for quite a long time, but... Has he lost he's, the mantle? He's had an interesting has, carnival. He's had an interesting carnival, but if uh, I, get, I pose the question here, which jockey in Australia would you want riding for your life? And at the moment, I, I would have said probably six months ago it was J-Mac, but now I think I've, I'm nearly believing all the Jamie Carr hype, and I just love the way the horses settle for her. She's got magic hands, magic balance, and I'd probably say that she's now got the mantle as number one jockey in Australia. Who do you yeah. think? Well, well, it's just it's being their jurisdiction, I would have thought. I mean... <laughs> If, if you're saying that about J-Mac, it'd be New South Wales. I wouldn't back J-Mac or he wouldn't be in the top five down here okay. if he was in a rate group one down here. Mm-hmm. So I, if you ask me that question, I'd say in the country where I make better at the moment, John Allen. Johnny. Yeah, be, Johnny, he's just airborne. He's riding a double <laughs> treble every day. He's riding... Um, he's, so that's in my... And if I was having a Metro bed in Melbourne, it'd be probably Damien Lane. Yeah. Because you know, he's just cool, calm, collected, doesn't make many blues. So Not a J-Car fan. Yeah, I'm a J-Car. J-Car, be J-Car or D-Lane, you pick one of them, but I, 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 still, I still like Frosty. Like Frosty. And he's done me more favours than J-Car as Frosty. <laughs> Look, yeah, it's all sort of biased commentary. Look, I think if you're still talking about number one jockey in Australia, I think it is J-Mac. Like, you just got to look at his CV. Like, Jamie Carr, yes, she's gone up and won a Doncaster and she's had an unreal year, but she's still nowhere near... Of that real top, top level of, you know, the CV that sort of J-Max put together, all these group ones, he's won even Ollie and sort of I suppose you can throw a few other jockeys in there. If I had a jockey riding for my life, it wouldn't be Jamie Carr. I'd be picking a real aggressive rider. I think King Callow. Oh, yes, King Keller. He would just do everything possible <laughs> to throw it over the line. And i I got to stay fat with Nash. He's been my favourite rider yeah. ever since I was he's a little an, kid. He's so an animal on him, Nash. They're the two I'd probably pick to uh, ride for me life for sure. And our friend up in Brisbane, uh, Johnny McLeod, put forward Ryan Maloney. Oh, is he trying to have a dig at me? He was. Well, I did have a, I did, I did put <laughs> my foot in it there. Well, I, I mean, you, you remember, Nico, like when R. Maloney and A. Mellion, when they were riding down here, they, were, they might have one or two rides on a Saturday, but generally they'd be at the Saturday Provincial. Yeah. Now, they're the two most, I just had a look at the stuff this morning, they're, they're the two most informed riders in Queensland. Armelone, and Armelone's got amazing stats. He's running at 25% or something, over 500 rides. Like, it's amazing stats. So yeah. it's great that they've improved their craft and things like that, and Andrew Mellion as well. It does make you think, like, what if a, a rider like Dan Yendel went up to a place like well, Queensland? Is, is it because is it it's a back, drop back in grade? I mean, you look at Jess Eaton. I'm not supposing Jess Eaton, but Jess Eaton again, provincial jockey here, defi- goes to South Australia and just completely dominate. I think it definitely is a drop back in grade. There's no doubt about it. I think we have the most competitive riding ranks in Australia. Like Sydney probably have the, the real sort of elite jockeys that ride sort of your Saturday, Wednesday. But like you look at even Bendigo yesterday, D-Lane's there, J-Car's there. They're mm. all going for three rides, four rides. Like it is hard to get a go. Even a rider like Ben Allen, like if he went to South Australia, he would be the top jockey by far. Mm. Mm. It's probably so, the big C word, confidence, isn't it? Got your beer, yeah. It's with, it's with anything in the caper. Well, anything the punting, the riding, and not having known my mate who was a good rider here, they, they ride the confidence up and down. They're really, you know, they're down, they're up. 
things like that. Well, look so at a jockey like Bo Mertens. Like, mm. he was the star apprentice yeah, he was. What, two, three years ago. Looked like yeah. he was going to set the world on fire. And he barely gets a go now. Mm. Like, mm. you'd think if he went to another state, he'd just he'd, kill it. He'd do well as well, yeah. But then it's a lifestyle thing as well. Like, you can, you know, ride seven days a week here in Victoria and all those kind of things. So, you, oh, you, well, you're making probably the same sort of money even though you're not getting on the red-hot sort of chances like you would, if, say, if you went to Queensland yeah, or like South Kello, Australia. Kello's just done that, speaking of Kello. He's just headed up there for the lifestyle, you know. Yeah. Struggles in the colder weather with his weight and things and doesn't want to ride seven days a week. He's happy to ride at the Gold Coast, but you see the Queensland boys up there are happy to have him up there, see what he's like getting them home. Mm. Confidence is a big, big thing. And there's a rider called Glenn Boss who eats group, group ones. Group one bossy. Yeah, for breakfast, and he just steps into them. He's, uh, he's you know, he's shipped himself yeah, around. He's been to Singapore, he's been to Brisbane, he's back in Sydney. He... Much rather be him on a group one than a maiden, I tell you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone finds here, Mark. It's going to be an absolute cracking show. The boys are on fire early. We've got Morpheville again. We've got Beat the Bag and Breathing, the biggest two races there, the Nitschke and the City of Adelaide Handicap. Uh, Nico Noonan is filling in for Case. Case is still over in the UK, stuck in the UK. Uh, he's got uh, a couple of early races at Caulfield, Nico, and Randwick. We have got Dreamboat Matt Taylor back from season one. Big, <laughs> big in this, Matty Taylor, Been hey? Been a while. Yeah, group one, Matt. So he's going to do the all-age stakes, and he's got the champagne stakes as well. Very popular. But uh, if you're doing the form this week, Dars? Puntingform.com.au. 200-metre sectional time splits for Australia, Singapore, and Hong Kong. Class benchmarking and more. Punting form, find your edge. Fantastic product, puntingform.com.au. Up next, we'll talk Adelaide with Beat the Bagman. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK, Das, and Nico Noonan in studio. And it's time to talk Adelaide Racing and our man, Beat the Bagman. One of the hottest in the market at the moment. Uh, I noticed uh, your horse last week, Savoxatil, 13 into about $8. So you were on the money. You must be betting big. Oh, huge. Absolutely huge, Nick. <laughs> You'll be uh, scary with the figures that are being transported through my account on a Saturday. No, mate, it wasn't any of my money, but the money was certainly on. But, um, yeah, it didn't run too well, unfortunately, for uh, followers of my selections. Now, Bagman, uh, what do you make? We're just having a chat before about uh, instant celebrity and the drift, and then the run with the drift. Yes. Did you, did you, have, you, got, you got any thoughts on that? Well, the market definitely knew, didn't it, DK? It was very easy late in betting. I think you almost got to uh, five dollars yeah. mark on the fair. Look, putting the run, it had every chance as well. Um, it was flat. The market was actually spot on. So, uh, look, it's too good a horse to ride off, but uh, we'll need to um, have a look at it again. But yeah, the uh, mark was definitely spot on. I thought smoking vow out of that race was absolutely huge at about 25 to 1. One to follow. Keep an eye on it. Mm, I've got a black book of two from uh, that meeting, so I'm happy to share that on the show once it uh, gets nominated. I've got really itchy fingers. There's uh, a couple of really quiet runs there at Adelaide, so that's exciting. But um, Nick O'Neill, a little hat tip. Hey, Doc. The money came for it. It was about six fifty into four forty. It was hammered, and you basically said just lay this each way, and oh, there it gets, gets flogged. He's been a great horse, but uh, I think he's looking for the uh, the paddock. Old Haydock. I think retirement is very much nearing. Like pulled up lame in the race there at Mooney Valley. Like he just looks gone. Like like he's been a great horse to me. I actually I bought a couch off my Haydock winnings <laughs> there in the Manicato. So he's been an absolutely fantastic horse for me. We've got the Haydock and the Old Kirk. There in the house, so <laughs> but um, yeah, he does look good. 
absolute solid investment. Uh, some of those couches last forever, and they can tell some yarns, don't they? Especially in those share houses. Now, let's talk about uh, Morfittville this Saturday. We've got the Nitschke Stakes, race six. Odds are up on the screen. Let's have a look at those market movers, please, Dars. Yeah, so we have Anavisto, $2.20 into $2.10, and Agreeable, $3.90 into $3.80. We're going to uh, put up a replay of Ana Visto, its last start win, Bagman. And uh, do you want to chat through and the boys might jump in after you have a chat? Yeah, this is Ana Visto winning at Caulfield last start. It's in the, uh, I guess, teal blue sort of colours just outside the leader there. 60 kilos this day proved absolutely no impost winning by a plum. And it will drop back to 55 and a half on set weights and penalties here on the parks this weekend. Um, look, on the weights and measures, looks an absolute moral. Um, you know, down to 55 and a half, it's probably meeting a field that's uh, not a lot harder than what it met there at Caulfield. And um, it should, from that wide draw, sit up on the speed, improve awfully hard to beat. Marcus went up at around $2.50. It's been crunched in now. It's around, as he said, Darcy around that 210, 215 sort of quote. I think the money will keep coming for it. Um, yeah, I think out of the uh, two sort of shorter price ones, that and Groundswell, I'd be uh, linked to Anavisto as uh, a uh, strong bet. Mm. Uh, we'll get the replay up of Agreeable. That's the next shortest in the market. And uh, maybe Nico Noonan, you can talk us uh, through this one. Agreeable. Yeah, a bit of, bit of MF here, isn't there? Uh, I know these horses pretty well. Um, look, Agreeable last start, I don't think she ran in the strongest race. Like, she just, everything kind of went away mm. there at Caulfield and got over the top of them. I think Anna Visto's had the same sort of situation her last two, though. Like, she won on a rails day there at Bendigo, and then last night, I know she carried the big weight, like Shane said, and she's down in the weights here, but she did get a very, very easy time of it. My only knock would be if she found a fast-run race. I don't know what the map's like, Shane, because is there any possibility that it could be a fast-run race? That would be probably no, my only knock there with no, that. No, I don't think there's, no, there's going to be too much speed. Looking at the map, I think I've got myself sitting outside the space, the speed here, so um, <laughs> it's not going to be too quick at all. I think from barrier six, Santa Vista can definitely sit up either leading or outside the lead, which is definitely the place to be on the parks track. I think agreeable from that barrier 10. Um, it's a tough position circling wide on the park, so uh, I'd, at the current quote, I'd be probably willing to let it go. Mm. Yeah, no. any thoughts there? You see D Lane, your man on. He's over, he's over there. Yeah, he's over there. Um, I don't know if she can win this, but one who I really loved her return. She's got the Princess Raheen's form. Um, she was back really well. Was way to go. Way to go, Paula. Was sensational first up at um, Pakenham, mm. wide all the way, and then just reeled off sections. Love that as a return in your. I think it's her second or third prep. So not sure if she can win this, but definitely um, maybe third up. Well, she actually beat. Ripper Reader last prep who come out and won on Saturday beat Bo Rossa so that yeah. form's probably tying yeah, up the Princess Rain's form that was the same race yeah, yeah so packing a maiden yeah couldn't knock that at all yeah no she so she's uh, she's definitely one on the up way to go Paula mm, I can see the glint in his eye that's what I call horned up deluxe DK likes this runner so make sure you follow that one if it's not winning on Saturday it might be winning at its next couple of starts let's uh, kick across to race seven the city of Adelaide handicap we've got the odds on the screen courtesy of Top Sport market movers please darts. Yep, so we have Groundswell, $3 into $2.35. Territory Titan, $4.40 to $5. Mavada, $7 into $8. 
Sky Punch, $9.50 to $10. And Magna Bella, $9 into $10. The replay that we're going to get up on the screen now is your favourite. $3 into $2.35 is a big, big move early at Top Sport. And Groundswell, its last 400 metres. Let's watch it uh, hit the line here out in front. I think you were there that day, Nico. Yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I was a minute ago that day. It was it was a day that you wanted to be sort of on speed and leading, and he had first uh, sort of use of the track there. What I did note, though, is he still had a lot of improvement to come from the yard. So that run would have done him uh, the world of good leading into Saturday, $3 into $2.35. Like uh, the early money sort of there. Shane, what were your thoughts on uh, Groundswell? Yeah, obviously impressive there at Bendigo. Look, this race... We've talked about the race before having no speed. This race has a lot of speed. We've got Morvada, Territory Titan, who we saw run huge behind Ironclad at Bendigo. That only knows one way. That will go forward. Sky Punch has delivered its best figures when being able to lead and beat Dallas and uh, last year being able to lead the whole way on the park circuit. I don't think they'll go slowly in this. Looking at Groundswell's sort of profile, it needs to be sitting either leading or outside the lead. That's where it runs its best ratings. Will it find that position is the question for mine. I think it might be in a trailing position. So, um, look, I think at 250, I think it's short enough for mine. So, uh, we'll let that go around. If we can get it to drift on the data around $3, I'm happy to entertain it. But, um, look, I think there's going to be some hot speed here and it might bring it undone. Is it definitely going there? Because it's still accepted at Caulfield as yeah, well, isn't it? Definitely going. Definitely going Adelaide. Definitely going. Definitely going Adelaide. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yep. there's a uh, there's, there's a heap of dual nominators, especially oh, with the Anzac Day meeting on, like, on Sunday oh, as well. It's just a blight, but no, you can see why they do it. They're allowed to do it, but there's dual acceptors, dead set everywhere. Mm. Isles like Avalon, uh, the horse we're going to talk about, and uh, they're one of the early races at Caulfield. I think it's nominated Adelaide the, as well. In so the it's two a bit of a race, about six of them are dual nominated. There's yeah. some of the maidens, there's some everywhere. Mm. So definitely, uh, Night, definitely take it's care. A nightmare. Betting Doing early. It is. It's just pain in the ass. It is. It is. Like especially also like grounds are like he's four dollars at Caulfield. Caulfield, four dollars. And then he's like two thirty five here. And I'm pretty sure he's going to Adelaide. Like D lane's been booked, and I think that was the plan from earlier in the week. And he's got no rider at Caulfield, so no, no right. But certain. even if you want to have a bet in the race, back the others. <laughs> he's still just, in it. He's still in it. Yeah, he's not scratched yet. Well, work out what your deductions are going to be if you want to, you know, take the odds. Just Jesus. <laughs> Anyway. DK's just starting to work through his gears. <laughs> yeah. We're pushing all these buttons today. It's very nasty behaviour for us. <laughs> Any other thoughts or anything out wide for us, uh, Bagman? Uh, it's worth noting for punters that races eight and nine at Morfordville will be run on the outer track. The races before that are all on the park. So eight and nine, that is the breeders and the chairmans, will both be run on the outer track. So uh, the two group races will be uh, on the, the good track, I guess, at uh, Morfordville. Mm. And uh, just looking through those uh, those fields, he's exceptional. One of Casey's horses is there. Eyes of Avalon is uh, is nominated, and in the last race, it's uh, it's a corker too. Royal Mile, the horse that you guys oh, found Royal last start at uh, ten or eleven dollars. Casino Seventeen, that's been one of ours. Deep Strike, wow, it's uh, it's a cranking card. It's uh, it's really heating up in Adelaide. Yeah, and D Lane's over there for the day. That'll be uh, that'll keep them all honest over there. Those riders, he's a gun. Mm. Fantastic stuff, Bagman. We'll uh, we'll chat next week and uh, hopefully Anavisto can get uh, get the chocolates for us. We'll be cheering, Scoot. Have a good week, guys. See you, Bagman. See, See you, Bagman. Thanks, mate. Up next, we're going to talk Caulfield with our man Nico Noonan. He's found one in race one. But, Das, uh, this week betting. Topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust. Bet with topsport.com.au. We'll take a break. 
Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK, Das, and Nico Noonan. It's time to talk Caulfield. And I don't know how many weeks in a row it's been, but uh, I think that was six weeks in a row. It feels like they've been racing forever. Magic job uh, the MRC do with racing. Need to get out there. Need to get away from uh, the misses and kids, and need to get out there and see some. Another day at the races, Dars. What do you reckon? Yeah. Are you ready? You had fun last time. Yeah, it was fun. I think we're due again, (laughs) Scooby. Terrace dining room. We might try and get through the bull carnival first, and then just give ourselves a uh, a mid-season treat and get out to Caulfield. So we'll have to uh, earmark a day there. So uh, let's get a reserved spot on the terrace, and uh, we can just watch Nico pluck him out of the yard. Hopefully, (laughs) that'd be good. Now, Nico, the first race that you like here is the opener, which is uh, which is good news. Race one, the wild handicap. What's going on there? Your, oh. your joint's flying, right? The stable can start sponsoring sponsor two-year-old races. races at Caulfield from Warrnambool. I was looking for the setup job. Where's the Where's the runner? <laughs> it was yesterday. They'd be happy yet- in it for sure, sponsoring yeah. the race. We got the cash yesterday. We got the cap this week, but uh, yes, uh, they are absolutely flying. The Simon Wild Yard. We've got odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now. Market movers, please, Dars. Gimme Pa, $2.80 into $2.60. Billion Dollar Baby, $3.60. Isles of Avalon, $7.50. Vandula Lass, $7 into $9. And Entertolia, <laughs> $14 into $12. Thoughts here, Nico, of the last start replay of Gimme Pa, P. Moody, L. Nolan. Yeah, I like this horse on debut. Uh, she was 30s into 11s there at Flemington. I was looking at him in the yard, and I thought, gee, what's this thing down the bottom of the weights? And then I realised it was her. I ended up having a pretty good bet each way. I think she only lost that race because she didn't really know what she was doing there in the straight. Like, look at her, that last sort of 100 metres, she really knuckles down and chases this thing in the blue colours who turns out to be ingratiating. Fair horse. Mm. Next start nearly wins the blue diamond. So the form's obviously frank there. I think she was only going to improve once she sort of had a few more weeks out, come back, recent jump out at Pakenham. I was going to get that up. But the vision was just absolutely horrendous. So we don't want to uh, steer the punters into that. That needs to be looked at, the jump-out vision in Victoria. But um, it was pretty, pretty sharp work there. So I think from barrier number, what, six or... No, she's into five now. Barrier number five. Like, it's a dead set sit and steer job for Luke Nolan. Just keep her off the fence, keep her out of trouble, and she'll be winning. Like punters. Finance Tycoon. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I think she'll be sort of back midfield. There's good speed here, like blistering, showing heaps of speed in her sort of jump outs. Billion dollar baby will go forward, nor the Malady, um, even Vandal or Lass. So I think she'll probably be stalking sort of midfield, but if Nolan can just keep her out and uninterrupted running, like, I think this could be one of the better two year old fillies we have in Melbourne, um, and especially progressing onto the three year old sort of ranks so she looks very very hard to beat mm, L, yeah I do like El Noel and P Moody back to their old stomping ground yeah and keeping it simple you know that's, that's the go for Trumpy mm. yep. Yep. The, uh, the next race we're going to have a look at is race for the Lou Simon Builders handicap it's a benchmark 78 odds on the screen thanks to Top Sport Morabi $2.35 into $2.15 into Predacious $9 into $8. That's a hard one. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at the hot pot here. This is uh, Marabi's the horse you'll remember from the Money Valley Nights. I think it was twenty two. It was in the last race, and uh, the SA boys had already uh, won. It's in the Kieran Ma light blue and maroon here. It was a uh, I was a sit and steer job. It just bounced, and it was straight to the front. On the travelator. Yeah, it was on lights out, wasn't it? Lights out really, really early here. Inside going was clearly the best on the night. Yeah, well, she's been a sit-and-steer job her three career starts so far. She's shown that she has enormous ability, this uh, mare now. 
Look, she is 1,200 back to 11, and I don't think she'll find the front here, but I think that could suit her. Like, there's good speed in this race. Just dropping back down from, what, Barry number 13, I was kind of expecting it to be, like, two pairs back, maybe one off, maybe one out, one back. She could lead. Like, I don't think that's sort of out of the possibility, but there is good speed here. I think this is an opportunity for them to maybe teach her something and sort of teach her to settle. Like, what she's shown on the punting form data, like her last 600 last start, she's run at nearly 12 and a half lengths above wow. on the all benchmark. The start prior, 10 lengths above. Yeah, she's got a huge back end on her race. Like, it's just she? enormous sectionals. Like, it's it's that of, like, a, a group class filly mare, if not group one, like what she's showing early. So she's unbeaten. Look, she's short, but I think if you're looking to play all ups and multis on the day, uh, this would be a horse I'd probably be banking in there. Um, I think she'll start a lot shorter too. I think the market finds her again. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if she's starting at dollar sixty-five, dollar seventy. Mm. I think the two dollars on offer is fair at the moment. Interesting got, with the barrier draw. Will the big syndicates find it? I got I got some reservations mm. about her here. Okay. Really? Yeah. Thirty-six days. Yep. Deep getting deep into this first prep. The wide barrier with all that speed drawn inside her. Mm. Even barrier one and two. You got who's in one and two? Namajadi and our gladiator. They're not, you know, they're yep. both going to kick up. They'll go quick. I think it'll suit her though. She's been a bit green, and the other thing is I haven't seen any press. What was she coming? What, what what's she going? Is she going to Queensland? Is she going? You know, I wonder what. Wonder what. They, Where's you know, the Do not vinyl? tip her out. Oh, is is strange to me. They got to get her rating up. Like she's not going to oh, okay, get into good. any races oh, right. in the spring if she's get staying where up. she's at. So okay. get the rating up. They don't believe in spells, Ma Eustace. If she's up and firing and racing like she is, they'll just keep mm. running her. So the back in trips the other one. I don't know about the back in trip either. So I just had some reservations, and uh, as you said, it'll be very interesting whether she does start a dollar sixty-five or starts black figures. It'll be very interesting. I think backer either way, punters. She'll be too good. Mm. It, uh, it's interesting. There's, there's yeah, as we said before, there's a ton of dual acceptors. So we've decided to uh, target the early races. But Nico Noon's horse, Alpha Oro, uh, is in later on. It's actually, uh, it's another solid card. Caulfield just keep popping them up. I don't know. It feels like we're mice in the wheel here. And it's still been really fresh and interesting. I think the, the quality of the fields at the moment has been fantastic. Oh, it's a good meeting. Um, like you said, through those later races, like Groundswell, I like mm. Riddle Me That in the... Uh, in the anniversary bars, but Groundswell was still in the race, so mm. didn't quite 100% want to tip into that and say in a few things sort of change. So yeah. I think these two are sort of early. They should run, and I think they should both be winning. So if you want to take an, an all-up or something like that on the day, punters, they're, they're probably the two for mine. I thought Riddle Me That was probably the other good bet on the card, I think, in race seven or race number eight. Just wait for... Uh, $4 plus, he'll be a bet for me. Yeah, just wait for uh, scratchings and deductions there, maybe on Saturday morning. Now, Das, the best form guide in Australia is powered by puntingform.com.au DK, Nico, Scoot all swear by it. Black book and complete database solution that lives in the cloud. Try punting form today. Nico was mentioning those big benchmark figures. It's very easy to digest punting form. You get your head around it really, really quickly if you want to learn to do the form like a pro. Um, all the big syndicates use punting form so make sure you check that out. It's our favourite segment of the show when we've got Dream Team Matt in the uh, in the dial-up. So we'll talk Randwick races up next with Matt. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host Scoot. I'm joined by DK, the punters punter Darcy and Nico Noonan. It's our favourite uh, guest. It's our Dream Team Matt Taylor. You'll know him from season one. He's a busy, busy man. He's won an Everest. The statue's in the background, or the trophy, I should say. <laughs> How are you, Matty? I'm good, guys. How are you going? 
Mate, fantastic. All the better for seeing you. Um, I think DK's starting to knock off a few of your horses with his DK out wide set. Oh, they're landing on the same horses, yeah. On the same horses, yeah, eh? He loves the videos, mate. He loves the videos. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. ask him. What, yeah, what do you, what, I don't what? like the extra uh, pressure that DK, your new set's uh, putting on me, having to get my work done early and stuff like that. Oh, yes. Going to the gym, going to the beach, go check out the prices. Yeah, it's still there. Those days are over. Those days are over, mate. They're over, especially when you're kids and stuff. The, uh, the time, big bit time poor. But um, I was going to ask you, what do you think of that barrier troll, Queen Elizabeth, up in uh, North Korea there on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know, mate. It's a it's a tough place to back a winner, Sydney, isn't it? It's um it's very tricky with the way the pace the pace of the races and stuff like that. But um, I got away with the results, so. Um, you know, I don't know what what can you say. It's a it's different style of racing in Sydney. Like tapes don't really uh, tapes don't really form the answer. You have to do a lot of work on maps and stuff like that and guessing the track bias. So um, yes, you know, that, it is what it is. We push that's on. It, and that's all about different jurisdictions. So every all jurisdictions have their different yeah, quirk, quirks. quirks and things like that. And people say, why do you specialise in one area? Because you've got a handle on those quirks. You know, and they yep. they just all add up. You know, because there's so many of them. Mark Lamborn was yeah. on the show last week and he found the winner, Adabe. Well, at least he had the theory, didn't he? he said, mm. Whatever's running the best odds, I'm going to be on. Yeah. You know, what, what a day, yeah. three dollars or something, isn't it? So, mm. was it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, they were next to each other in the run, and, and one was on the fence and one wasn't. And, and, and if you aren't aware that the, that the inside was hot that day, you won't be able to find Adabe off that replay. Mm. There you go. It, uh, mm. it it is funny racing, and it's even funny with uh, the track. It's. It was a bit of a query of why it was so wet. Have you got a theory on that, Matt? <laughs> well, there's no theory about it. It's just uh, they were uh, watered the track, didn't they, the night before? I think they've come out and said that. Mm. It's, a, it's a different different world up in Sydney. Let's yeah. have a look at this uh, this weekend at Rainwick. We've got uh, the Group <laughs> 1 Champagne Stakes, odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen, but the market movers, Das, please. Yep, so we have Hillel, $3.40 to $3.60. Captivant, $4.20. Converge, $7 into $5. And Gin Martini, $10 to $9.50. Wouldn't mind a couple of those right now. Now, the replay that we're going to have a look at here is the lead-up run. Uh, Nico Noonan's favourite horse, Animo, the nightmare that just doesn't go away from the Little Birdie Diamonds. It's uh, Halal here in the Emirates Park colours, and we've got Captivant right beside him. And they just sent a little bit of a bumping duel on the home turn there. Matt Taylor, talk us through it. Yeah, well, they are in a, a, a bumping duel. They're sort of, um, you know, they've had decent runs, and as you can see, uh, Animo is just lengths and lengths above um, these two, and, and they just um, look. They're whacking away. They're doing very sim similar things, and obviously, Halal gets the better of it just on the line. But um, you know, it's it's solid form, obviously, Animo and. Uh, I suppose they ran through the line okay, but you know, really, they're two horses. It's very hard to split them. Um, and there's a sort of when that happens, I sort of want to start looking elsewhere. I think we call it the DF, the different form. So um, yeah, look, they're they're two good horses, two good chances, but um, you know, and they're going to sort of capture everyone's attention. But um, yeah. I, I'm going to spec a couple um, out wide from this race, and they come from the Converge race. Um, Converge had an easy lead last start, so 
For me, uh, a horse called Anika is uh, another seven. I think it's big odds, about $21. I think it's a nice each-way chance. And, uh, you know, Gin Martini, the horse you mentioned, Scoot, we love one right now, but um, I think it can finish home as well. So, uh, look, those two horses, they've got the, the hot form from, um, you know, Animo. But uh, look, Halal, I remember Halal, it, it debuted on a, a Wednesday um, not that long ago. Let me have a look. It was... Uh, the third of the second at Kensington. I was doing the preview for the Ramp Boys. And this horse is now, um, it's had its fifth start and its first prep. Uh, oh, I just want to start looking away from this form. That's why. Mm. It's yeah. an interesting one for, from the Hawkshire. Yeah, when I. A really I, odd setup. It's like they've misread the horse somehow. Yeah, so, and it's the mile, I reckon some. It, was, it got a bit keen the other day in that 1400 metre race, even though it was out the back, and it was well, well ridden to do what it did, but. Um, yeah. I, when I had, when yeah. I had a quick look at it, I was like that. And I, they come, both these horses are coming off that 1,400-metre run, whereas the Converge race, they've already had the run at the mile, mm. and it was a slow-tempo yep. mile, so they're all right to stay at the mile again. Yep. You know, so um, I can see where Matt's coming from there. Any thoughts, Nico? Yeah, tricky race. Like, they're pretty hard to split, like Matt sort of said. I want to get Matt's opinion on one horse right down the bottom, a horse who originally from sort of Victoria trialled absolutely enormous one day at Cranbourne, still a maidener. Port Louis here, Matt. Uh, Huey Bowman, Ma Eustace, did you have any thoughts here? Has some big, big punting form closes, just uh, looking at the data there. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I I had a bit of a, a go on it last start against Billion Dollar Baby at Canterbury. Um, it just, yeah, I mean, like, its figures are, are good. Like, that's my, my point as to why I'm going away from the favourites. All these horses have very similar sort of figures within a few lengths of each other. Um, so, look, Port Louis is a good chance. He did have a decent run behind uh, the horse on debut, billion, uh, debut uh, billion Dollar Baby. So just because of that, I can't back it um, in this race. But it's definitely a um, definitely a sneaky one. Mm. So Matt is keen to play Anuncourt at $21 and Gin Martini at $9. So, yeah, there's a big uh, big red flag on the favourites there. Let's uh, let's have a look at the Group 1 all-age stakes. We've got the odds courtesy of Top Sport up on the screen now. And Marcus Movers, please ask. Mask Crusader, $2.70. Savitano, $7. Cascadian, $9 to $10. Tagaloa, $11 to $10. And Dreamforce, $12 to $11. The replay that we're going to get up on the screen now you'll be familiar with is Mask Crusader. It's been all through the press, this uh, this ride from Kieran McAvoy. What ride? Mask Crusader. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, it was only because Fonk had a problem with it. But anyone, when the, the horse misses the start all the time or gets back, you know, I watched it again this morning just to make sure. I said, what is he blowing about? Like, yeah. what, could more of he, what more could he have done? Mm. And uh, and Rupert's just come out and said that uh, he's not happy with the barrier draws, the owner. So the connections uh, are a little bit precious at the moment, Wayne Hawks and Rupert Lee. I think uh, they've had a pretty good run. Uh, they've had a horse called Chautauqua. They've had a lot of luck with racing. So... It's really funny to uh, hear the sour grapes from the stable. Now, friend Dan O'Sullivan has quashed the uh, the barrier rumours already. He's uh, he's just uh, fired back with some with some stats there. But uh, let's have a look at the replay there of Mask Crusader behind uh, Nature Strip in the TJ Smith here, and it's uh, it's a big question. What happens when this horse goes up to fourteen hundred? Matt Taylor, Mask Crusader weaving through in the yellow cap. Look, it's uh, it's it is it is the query of the. Um of the situ of the race, but uh, look, looking at this race, 
you just have to sort of believe your eyes, and I'm gonna, I am going to believe my eyes in this scenario. Um, you know, did run through the line really well. That top, the form out of those two horses, you know, you won't get any any better than that. Um, compared to the form of the Cascadians who are coming back from the, that big handicap, uh, the Doncaster, I think it was. So, um, yeah, for me, I'm happy with that. It, it is a question mark, no doubt about it. But um, horse is sort of at the end of its prep. I know that. But um, Tommy Berry is going to try and let it settle down. And there's enough pressure on in this race to say that it can finish over the top. So, um, look, it is a question mark. Um, and that's why you sort of... You're getting sort of upwards of, um, or you're getting, you know, definitely getting um, over even money. So you're getting about what two eighty or yeah, so. three dollars. I um, yeah, so two seventy, two eighty. That that's the question mark. That's why it's not even money. Um, and uh, I'm happy to sort of run the gauntlet and and head that way. Mm, it's an interesting one. Like reading in between the lines of what Rupert's saying. Them drawing a wide gate, maybe thinks to I think, oh, now it's stepping up to fourteen hundred. They wanted to set, settle closer, but Nick and I were speaking about mm. this morning. Given how many times it misses a start, he doesn't help himself, does he? He just exactly. uh, just walks out of the barriers like he did last start, which flops out. Probably nearly cost him the race there last start. He did it in the uh, the race at Mooney Valley. Was that the William Reed? I'm pretty sure yeah, that was. Same thing, and that's what that's he was what just what? blessed to get up the rail, really. So from barrier twelve, if he's slow away, like he's going to be back last. Um, I did kind of note like he's breeding like the dam she's got gears I don't know if DK remembers her but she was a real sort of quick thousand meter horse straight horse like yeah. 1400 <clears throat> I'm with Matt like it's got to be a concern if you believe the eye and see what you saw last start he's strong to the line all those kind of things I think he should have gone a lot closer to beating Nature Strip than what he did if this is 1200 I think we'd all be chips in mm. but 14 yeah. is definitely a little grey up mm. and uh, we'll just get the uh, the Cascade in the last 400 here up on the replay just to confirm yep. things here but um yeah th these horses you can see cascading in behind Muga 2 in the racing colors it's got the big white baldy face uh you got dallas Ann trying to poke through there and I, i'm a little bit like matt i think i'd rather the horse coming from the tj smith up to the 1400 than these horses especially off this handicap grand final um mm. Yeah, I don't know that we can learn too yeah, much Cascadian, from this replay. He's, he's one of those horses and he gets back and he always finishes so hard. Like The only time I could back Castadian is in a race like this. Like He'd be much better off in a Doncaster than he would be in a jiggy-jogging maiden. And um, last start was perfect for him. Obviously, he dropped a stack of weight coming into that run. Um, stacks and stacks of pressure. Yeah, this... Um, look, yeah, that... Castadian, if you're back to Stadium last start, I think you got, you want to look at it as though you got your money out of him and move the on. Queue in the wreck. Um, and that's how I'm going to uh, play that one. Um, yeah, this, he's one of those horses. He needs a stack of pressure, a big field, and he got all that sort of stuff in Doncaster. So, um, yeah. Mm, and the only horse that I sort of like that's uh, been a tiny little speck, but it's drifted again now. I'm looking at Top Sport as Dreamforce. I just kept a little bit fresh. And this is a bet, isn't it? Dreamforce. Look, the more I look at the race, the more clarity I get. Like he's third up. He's got really good third up stats. J Mac goes aboard. Barrier thirteen. They're probably just going to send him straight to the front. Likes fourteen hundred. Like with a few of these, like Cascadian's going to be buried from one. Mars Crusader's going to be back in the field. Colding's a bit in the wilderness off his last start. Tagaloa's got this three-year-old form that looks junk. I just thought this was a very, very easy each way bet here, punters. Mm, if you forget he's an eight-year-old, he's probably a bet. Even uh, Matt Taylor's sporting the cardigan, but uh, he's an absolute assassin. So don't be uh, fooled by the looks of uh, Matt Taylor on the screen there. <laughs> Thanks, Scoot. <laughs> it's getting cold here in Sydney too. 
Yeah, look, it's a decent uh, day's racing and uh, the track should race pretty well. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of horses for us to follow. Any comments about Tagaloa, your favourite stable? My favourite stable? Um, no comment. No, I'm not. Because you, you know what will happen if I, as soon as I open my mouth, they'll beat me in a photo. Uh, I've had me crack and got away with it. Remember the next day? Bazustin Horse yeah, nearly, I know, nearly just, beat me. Yeah, by, nearly by that. So that would have been the stone end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. I've seen Tagalowa. He's had a few sort of exhibition gallops at the races at Bendigo and he's at Caulfield last Saturday and the horse looks enormous. Like, they can't have him looking any better. So if he is going to yeah. sort of another, win another Group 1 and get himself back up, this is probably it with a few sort of chinky horses around mm. him. But that three-year-old form From, does oh, look a bit well, sus. What talking about? They're saying the best three-year-old in the country is this Ayrton, <laughs> who's a maiden. It's going to be, you know. Everyone's saying, oh, it's all junk. Three-year-old mm. form's all junk. It's just they're shipping them all off and... Overseas, and we're left with a, not much. <laughs> Might be a good uh, good time to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us, Matty Taylor. It's uh, been an absolute treat. No problems, guys. Thank you. Uh, Dars, up next, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to zip through the uh, the Top Sport big bets and uh, wrap up the show. But where's the early money gone at Top Sport? Yeah, so we have Ranwick Race 4, number 8, Zayrek, 500 at $16. Ranwick Race 5, number 2, Splintex, 500 at $13. Ranwick Race 7, number 1, Colding, $1,000 at $13. And Caulfield Race 7, number 8, Kentucky Breeze, 500 at $19. Any of those uh, bets tickle your fancy? I think just a few donations. They're the top sport, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I couldn't really come in on any of those, to be honest. So mm. good luck to the punters parting with their money early there. But um, All the big odds, too. Yeah. So they're just having a spec, I'd say. Look mm. hard to find, I would have thought. Mm. The only uh, ticket I'd be interested in, just because it's at a price, is probably colding. But I definitely wouldn't want to have $1,000 on colding. <laughs> think but, of much better ways to spend 1000 than putting it on colding, that's for sure. Yeah, but uh, out of those uh, four early bets, they're the only one. that's the only one I'd side with, that's for sure. Been a fantastic episode, DK. We've uh, lifted the heart rate there, and you've we got have. a little bit up your chest. It's been right. a bit of a cleansing yeah, session. Correct, Scooty, correct. So we'll um, we'll bounce into the weekend, and we'll, we'll find a pun or something that we needed, needed a cleanse. Beautiful. Darth this weekend, what's plans? Laying low, laying low. Laying low. I'll have to watch the races, though, so... No Let's events? Any events? Oh, yeah, a birthday. You a know, birthday. I'm always out and about, but, yeah, we're trying to lay low. <laughs> Maybe the Osborne Hotel. What about you, Nico? You're uh, uh, you're on deck. You're going to do the double, aren't you? Caulfield yeah. into Flemington, Caulfield so you'll be on the Flemington. tools. Yeah, it's going to be good day racing there at Caulfield. I'm keen to get to Flemington. The fields haven't dropped yet, but they're about to, so I think that'll be a ripper meeting. So, man, I'm mail there. What, 11 bucks a meeting there, Scoot. So if you want to be involved, I'm going to be at Cranbourne on Friday night as well. So absolutely sick here, so... Big weekend of racing, huge weekend of sport as well. So it's going to be a ripper. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and I can't wait either. I'll be in the uh, little birdie office betting my brains out all Saturday. So I think I'm going to do a uh, 10 till 10 shift and just watch all the AFL, all the action and all the races. Yeah, big. Hopefully I can uh, take Tristan for a couple of thousand in the... Uh, in the process, in the and meantime. And the rest. And the rest. And the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if you're looking to get on a subscription punters, out wide DK, he's just really starting to fire up today, isn't he? He's blowing up about things going off. Yeah. So I reckon Sunday, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, That's watch it. out. Well, it is a dollar for the rest of April, so make sure you uh, jump on board there and you'll have to renew and pay full tote for May and June. But support DK. He's given you plenty of winners through April and make sure you support Bet Doctor TV. Follow us in the Apple and Spotify stores and SoundCloud or just follow our YouTube channel and you can watch the show, watch the replays and you can see our ugly mugs with the exception of Darcy. We'll be back next week and good luck on the punk.